We just got a step closer to a football super conference. Big 10, SEC, that's it. Lockdown Big 10 starts right now. You are locked on Big 10. Your daily podcast on the Big 10 conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Lockdown Big Ten. I'm Craig Scheman. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. We always appreciate you. And we're free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. It's part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And these days, every new potential hire could feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdown college terms and conditions apply. So the Big Ten and, and the SEC, they're talking. And we're going to tell you what this is all about here. Uh, well, the latest Big Ten news, college hoops, Caitlin Clark and Zach Eady, incredible weekends as well. Plus our Big Ten top 10 observations from the weekend. See if mine match yours. Be sure to subscribe down below and follow Lockdown Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcast. That way you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. All right, look, let's face it. Let's just talk about it. We all know that someday the Big Ten and the SEC, they're going to be the last two standing. They're going to be the last football super conferences standing when all of this realignment stuff finally settles down, right? And the NCAA is going to have very little to do with anything football-wise. The super conference is just going to run its own deal. And I think we took another step in that direction going into the weekend. The Big Ten and the SEC, they just announced that they're forming a joint advisory group to address all the craziness that's been going on recently in college athletics and how this applies to the future of the NCAA. Let's talk about all this. Look, this group is made up of school presidents from the Big Ten and SEC, chancellors, athletic directors. That's it. Mind you, the NCAA is not part of this advisory group, nor should they be. The NCAA, let's face it, they put their head in the sand for years. We all saw this stuff coming. We all saw name, image, and likeness coming. We all saw the transfer portal coming. We all saw student-athletes' rights to earn money and play wherever they want to play. We saw it coming, and the NCAA they saw it too, and they did nothing. They looked the other way. They said, oh, it's too complicated. But now we have a mess on our hands. It is complicated, but they needed to show some leadership. They didn't. They failed. And now we have college athletics spinning out of control. We've got schools playing by different rules because the NCAA did nothing. State governments and lawsuits took place instead to fill the void. And now a kid in the state of California may be playing by different rules than a kid in the state of Texas or Florida or North Carolina. The Big Ten SEC advisory group put out a statement to the media going into the weekend. It said that the two conferences were compelled to take a leadership role in developing solutions for a sustainable future of college sports. That's a pretty serious statement. That's a pretty serious mission, don't you think? I've always said it's wise to make up your own rules before somebody else comes in and makes them for you. 
Now, you never want government involved or if you can solve your problems by yourself. You don't want other entities involved. You can solve your situations by yourself. Anyway, I know I'm painting a very broad, almost simplified, uh, simplified brush here to make a point, but let me get even more simplified. A day is coming sooner than later when two of the most powerful and lucrative conferences in football are going to tell the NCAA and the rest of the conferences, hey, we're calling our own shots, right? Too much money here to be made. And they're going to tell the NCAA that they're not relevant. See you later. We don't need you. Goodbye. I mean, it's happening. We could see this happening too. Clearly, the Big Ten and the SEC make more money than the other conferences. And it's only growing more and more. The, the gap between them and everybody else is more and more. We've seen what's happened to the landscape in college football and conferences over just the, just the last year, let alone anything else. Look, I believe meetings like the ones that this advisory board is conducting is ultimately going to lead to an NFL-type uh, a conference situation, NFC and AFC. That's what I think. There's going to be an NFL setup for college football. It's going to be very similar to the NFL. Might be a little larger, right? I mean, I can envision 60 teams total. It seems to me, if you want to take your original power fives or whatever, you know, we've got about 60 teams that play big boy football. They make all the money. And then, then there's a drop-off. And those lower tier schools, they can't compete. They can't, and then the, the, the former one double A and all these different different divisions of football, whole different animal. Just it's just it's just a smaller deal. It's really about the big guys uh, and the big conferences. And look, maybe maybe two super conferences, Big Ten, SEC with sixty teams is too big because then you have to have thirty schools each. Maybe if that's too, maybe you divide it into like three super conferences. Maybe the maybe the Big Twelve survives out of this. I don't know if they do. I really don't. Pac-12, they're already gone. They don't exist. We no longer say Power 5 conferences. I've been calling them the Power 4 here for about six months, and I just uh, read an article over the weekend. They refer to it as the Power 4. It's catching on. We just forget this notion of a Power 5. It, it doesn't exist anymore. We're getting smaller and smaller and more focused. That's the way we're going. You're not stopping that train. You're not stopping that boulder from rolling down the mountain. As far as the ACC is concerned, it's going to implode as soon as their schools start winning some uh, battles in the courtroom. And, you know, we're talking about their woeful grant of media rights deal with ESPN. It's a disaster. We all know it. We've talked about it endlessly on here. The schools want out of the deal. The conference is trying to hold it together. ESPN's trying to hold it together, threatening lawsuits. Everything's supposedly ironclad, whatever. There are a lot of high-priced lawyers trying to figure out how to bust that thing up, and once it does, boom, just get ready. There's going to be a whole lot more movement, and that's what makes this Big Ten SEC advisory board even more urgent right now. Schools are going to be moving in droves. I mean, you already know. I mean, 2024 is happening now. This will be the first year with Texas and Oklahoma now in the SEC. Of course, we talk about it all the time. Southern Cal, UCLA, Oregon, Washington, all coming to the PAC. Uh, to the Big Ten. By the way, we've just added here, if you're on video here, we've added uh, out of the Pac-12 schools to our board. Welcome aboard. I couldn't wait anymore. And here's why. I know we're still um, playing under the old conferences with the rest of the basketball season. We'll get into baseball and softball and all that. 
But there's so much news going on here in the offseason with football, signing days this week, and Washington and Oregon and USC and UCLA. Everything they do is going to affect what they do on the Big Ten football field. So they're in as far as I'm concerned. We're going to include them in all of our stories and all of our coverage. We kind of started doing that a little bit over the past several weeks, kind of easing them in. But they're in. They're in. We got we got 18 pennants here on the wall covering everybody. We're ready to go. Um, and then, you know, we're going to sit here and we're going to wait for all the ACC schools to jump ship too, just like these uh, schools we just mentioned, the six schools we just mentioned, the uh, Texas, Oklahoma, and the four Pac-12 schools. Then you wait for the musical chairs to begin. We're going to do it all over again. And everyone not currently in the Big Ten or, or the, uh, in, not in the Big Ten or the SEC, they're going to be scrambling to find a spot before the music stops, right? Now let's look at the playoffs for a minute. I mean, expand them all you want. And we're going for four to 12, whatever. A majority of the 12 spots are going to go to Big Ten and SEC schools as of right now. You know this is going to happen. Many of you out there think that there's SEC bias already, already letting them into the playoffs. Uh, to a lesser extent, in the Big Ten as well. Look, for years, the Pac-12 comp- complained, oh, we don't get any attention. We got anti-West Coast bias. Hey, we can't get into the playoff system. And then this year, Washington finally broke through the, the glass ceiling after many years with no Pac-12 representation in the playoffs. And Oregon was a near miss. And I think Oregon's going to be a big factor coming up in 2024, to be honest with you. But, you know, those two those two programs are now in the Big Ten. And with just four teams in the playoffs, Michigan in the Big Ten, they just won a championship. The previous four titles came from the SEC. Since 2000, 17 champions have come from the SEC in the Big Ten. Since we switched to a, a, a playoff and got rid of that old horrible BCS system back in 2014, 2015, we've never had a year where the Big Ten or SEC were not included in the playoffs. They've dominated college football. They've dominated the landscape. And they're going to continue to do so based on talent alone. But with this new alliance or this advisory group between the Big Ten and the SEC, uh, you can bet that those two conferences will not only dominate the college football landscape, but they're going to be the only two left in the future, for that matter, I think. We'd love to hear some of your comments on it. Uh, No wrong answers here if you want to jump on. And uh, you can hit us up on X or Twitter at TalkBig10, number 10. Also on our website, TalkBig10.com as well. And uh, of course, the comments on YouTube. So we got that to digest. That's a pretty heavy topic coming out of the box here on a Monday over the weekend. Oh, we got some advice for Caitlin Clark at Iowa. Not for me, but somebody very important. Plus, Zach Eady reaches another milestone for the Purdue Boilermakers. And we got some coaching news as well. It's all coming up next right here on Locked On Big Ten. You know, when you're hiring for your small business, kind of putting your own team together, you want to find quality professionals that are right for their role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools that help you find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And that allows you to get back to your job and doing your thing and get these people up and running, like getting a new player on a team up and running. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals that you can't find anywhere else. LinkedIn does all that while making the process very easy and intuitive. 
Hiring is easy when you have so many qualified candidates to choose from. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. I, you know, you, you sit here with your boss's boss and you decide you got to hire somebody. If you get candidates within 24 hours, I mean, you're, you're cutting half your work, you're working half. It's much easier to go out there and get on with your, your life, your job, your career. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats that they might not have time or resources to hire people. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. And they even just launched a feature that helps write job descriptions. It's fabulous. Uh, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. So here's the deal. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. I want to thank everybody for making locked on big 10, your first listen every day, especially you everydayers out there. If you're not an everydayer, you should be, we welcome you aboard. I would like you to listen to us more or tell your friends about us, or maybe you have no big, you know, big 10 alum that would be interested in this, this uh, podcast, please let them know about us. Meanwhile, be sure to subscribe on YouTube and share and follow and like lockdown, big 10, your team every day. And don't forget to check out our website, uh, talk big 10, number 10.com. Uh, we put all of our podcasts there. we got some big 10 merch, uh, fanware, big 10 tickets. Everything's right there. Talk big 10, number 10, Com. I was watching more Caitlin Clark over the weekend, of course, Iowa basketball on national TV yet again, and deservedly so. And she continued to fill out another stat page, by the way, with just uh, just another great game and another Hawkeyes win. She's on the verge of catching former Washington Huskies player Kelsey Plume as the all-time scorer for the women's NCAA basketball. And I think she needs 66 more points to get there. Plume says she's she's glad to pass the mantle. Uh, she owned the record since 2017. She does have some advice for Caitlin, however. Plume said breaking the record was tough for her because she kind of lost her identity at all the mix, which led to a tough transition into the WNBA because expectations were so high, number one. She also asked people around Caitlin Clark to look in on her because people will just see her as just a basketball player. Uh, people or or... Uh, maybe she'll only put up 20 points in a game and people will say, oh, she had a horrible game. You know, she it's a pretty good game. She didn't score 38. Something's wrong with her. And uh, they'll call it an off night or whatever. So you got to guard against stuff like that. So uh, Caitlin's on pace to break this record probably within the next two weeks. Obviously, we'll talk about it here. Uh, also, Zach Eady, Sunday, Purdue, the number two Boilermakers. They had to come from behind, but they beat number six Wisconsin on the road, 75 to 69. Uh, with Edie's second block of the game, he had three. The second one, he became just the third player in college basketball history to total 2,000 points. That's the mark he got uh, last week. 2,000 points with the 1,000 rebounds and 200 blocks while also shooting better than 60% from the field during an entire career. He's now one of three dudes to ever do that. You know who the other two are? Ever hear of David Robinson and Patrick Ewing? It's a pretty good company right there. Again, I'm amazed with Zach Eady. Last year, he went to all those NBA camps, and they said, yeah, you're not going to get drafted. We don't do big men anymore. And now he's probably he's going to be a lottery pick this year. Just a uh, year older, fast. I don't know. He is, he is a little faster. He's in great shape. 
He isn't great. Maybe that was the difference. Uh, along the way, Edie also tallied his 55th career double-double, 18 points, 13 rebounds, three blocks. Pretty good night. Pretty average, normal, normal night for him. Boilermakers in this game also stepped up the perimeter defense in the second half. In the second half, the Badgers went 0 for 11 uh, at three land in the final 20 minutes of that game. Couldn't, couldn't buy a three-point bucket to save their lives. This win over the Badgers leaves the Boilermakers all alone in first place in the Big Ten. Wisconsin still has another crack at Purdue at Mackey Arena. That's in early March. No men's basketball on the slate tonight on Monday night, but four women's teams are in action. It's a doubleheader on the Big Ten Network. Minnesota's at Michigan State at 6 o'clock Eastern. Illinois is at Purdue, 8 o'clock Eastern. Again, women's basketball tonight on the Big Ten Network. So let's follow the bouncing ball a little bit in coaching news over the weekend. We talked about how former Wisconsin football coach Paul Christ, you know, he was in the running for the Iowa defensive coordinator job with Kirk Ferentz. And the story was he was the one that bowed out, lost interest, wanted to go back to the Texas Longhorns, thought it was better for his career to stay there as an offensive analyst, as opposed to going to Iowa, where probably not going to put up a lot of offensive numbers, probably. Then the Boston College job opened up. Jeff uh, Halfley left to become the defensive coordinator of the Green Bay Packers. And we talked about this right here on Lockdown Big Ten last week. Because, uh, and by the way, you can catch that podcast. Don't forget, again, our website, talkbig10.com, number 10. But we talked about this last week because Ohio State's brand new offensive coordinator, Bill O'Brien's name, was the one being thrown around for that gig because he's a Boston native and everything, he wants to be a head coach. Well, obviously, he's not the only one. His Paul Chris name is reportedly now in the mix. And, you know, his name has been in the mix a lot lately with a, a lot of jobs like Northwestern. Now, this would have been pre football season when they had the scandal over the summer and they were looking for people. Paul Chris name came up then that was before David, uh, David Braun took over and became the coach of the year, right? Coach of the year in the, uh, in the big 10. He also interviewed at Indiana and Oregon state as well. Some are suggesting that Bill O'Brien is still Boston college's top choice, but I don't know if that's reciprocated or being reciprocated behind the scenes so far, according to all reports, Bill O'Brien has not come to Ryan day or Ohio state said, Hey, there's this situation out here at Boston College. I may or may not be interested. I don't think we're that far. So uh, at least not anyway. But we'll continue to keep an eye on it. It's, a, it's an interesting story and see who goes out and grabs that BC job. Signing days this week. They got to do something. They got to do something fast. Locked On has launched the first ever Sports 24-7, the National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, in addition to this one that you're watching. Um, and it's called Locked On Sports Today. And it has our local experts from Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. You could go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel after you subscribe here on Locked On Big Ten. All right. I have my top 10 Big Ten, top 10 observations from the weekend. We'll see if your team made the list or your favorite player made the list as well. All that's coming up next right here on Locked On Big Ten. Happy Super Bowl to all those that celebrate here with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on your own couch, your favorite food, your nachos, whatever you like, uh, your favorite beverages. 
all that right there, kicking back, watching a game, and then you got your phone in your hand because you're on FanDuel and you're watching all your profits come true, right? That's how it goes. Uh, FanDuel has a lot of ways for you to end the season with, with a win, or maybe a bunch of wins, actually. It's not just about the point spread of the game. The player props are, are great. What color Gatorade's going to get dumped on the – you can bet on it all. It's right there on the prop bets. By the way, a lot of people scratching their heads, like why is Kansas City an underdog? Might be an advantage uh, um, situation you can take advantage of there. But not only can you bet on that, uh, on Super Bowl 58, the game itself, again, the player props, um, who's going to score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, predict the exact score, all that is right there on FanDuel. And new customers, join today and you get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. So visit FanDuel.com slash on to sign up. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right. Um, let's uh, take a look at our Big Ten Top Ten as we're looking back at this past weekend. I'm going to put it on screen here for you to review. If you're on audio only, I shall describe as best I can. At number 10, Gonna put Iowa men. I gotta, I gotta tell you which is which. It's not, not always about uh, the men or women. One or the other. We gotta uh, make a difference here. Iowa men get the ten spot. They beat Ohio State on Friday in um, in a game that had ten lead changes in this game. Pretty exciting game. 79-77 the final score. And Iowa has beaten Ohio State four of the last six meetings. So very impressive there. All right, I'm going to give a shout-out to uh, Maryland's Jameer Young. Now, Maryland lost their game against Michigan State. I call this a bubble game because both Maryland and Michigan State are right there in that next bunch of teams. Look, I think it's a slam dunk that Purdue, Wisconsin, and Illinois are getting to the NCAA tournament. I think the next two to three spots, and I think it'll be about six teams get in the NCAA tournament. Those are up for grabs. This is a whole bunch of teams right there in the mix and those two played each other and michigan state won the game so um but i want to give a shout out to jameer young because he had 31 points in that game pretty good effort by him so uh that's at number nine at number eight we will say the michigan state win over maryland tyson walker and malik hall really coming out strong 19 points each and a nice balanced attack for tom izzo and the Spartans. what is that is that 701 702 he had 700 last week He's just adding on to the tally. At number seven, I'm going to put the Rutgers win over Michigan. They were uh, they were down 15 in that game, and then things fell apart for Jawan Howard's crew in Michigan, and Rutgers goes in there and gets the win. So congratulations to them. They're at our number seven spot. At number six, uh, I want to give a shout-out to Minnesota for their win. They were down nine with under six minutes to go to beat Northwestern in overtime. And I feel bad for Northwestern because it's two overtime games in a row. They had the overtime game against Purdue, and they lost that. And both of these games were not close when you look at the final score in overtime. They obviously tied end of regulation. And then things kind of fell apart. I think, I think Northwestern's tired especially after an emotional game in overtime at Purdue this week. And then things just fell apart when this game went into overtime as well. So I think, I think Northwestern needs a break, need a bit of a rest. 
And that's, uh, that's two tough overtime losses for them this week. But congratulations to Minnesota for the win. All right, let's look at our top five. These are our top ten observations from the Big Ten over the weekend. Number five, the Penn State win caught my eye. That was their uh, that was their first win in Assembly Hall as they beat the Hoosiers rather easily. First time they've won in Assembly Hall in ten years. So congratulations to the Penn State Nittany Lions there. And let's see here, our top four at number four. A shout out to the Ohio State women. They're ranked eighth in the country. They beat number 10, Indiana. Ohio State has now won nine in a row. They beat ranked Indiana. They beat ranked Iowa last week. So this Ohio State basketball team is pretty tough, especially at home. All right, time now for our top three observations from the weekend. Uh, what, what list would, wouldn't be complete without a Caitlin Clark mention at number three. So. And her game against Maryland, this is the nationally televised game on Fox on Saturday night. Iowa beat Maryland. There were 17,950 fans there to see her. The road to Maryland, uh, this is a game on the road at Maryland. Almost 18,000 people came out to see Caitlin Clark take on their Maryland Terps. Iowa wins the game. Caitlin Clark has 38 points, 12 assists in that game, 66 points away from being the all-time scoring leader for women in the NCAA. All right, so congratulations to her. At number two, a shout-out to Zach Eady. I told you about the 18 points and 13 rebounds of three blocks. He now has 201 career blocks, over 2,000 points, over 1,000 rebounds, as Purdue has the win over Wisconsin. And that's going to lead to our number one top 10, Big Ten top 10 observation over the weekend because not only did Purdue win, they won on the road, of course, Purdue's ranked second in the country. Wisconsin's ranked sixth. So you had a, a couple of top six teams going at it. Wisconsin had the lead early. Purdue comes back to win. And uh, Wisconsin has now lost two in a row. Wisconsin and Purdue were fighting each other for the top of the Big Ten. Wisconsin had a tough week. Lost two in a row this week. Fell, blew a lead against Nebraska. What was it, 19 points on the road? I told you Nebraska's a tough place to play, but Wisconsin came out and played pretty well in the first half. Then Nebraska comes back and steals that game from them. And then Wisconsin comes home and loses to number two, Purdue. So Purdue is in first place all alone in the Big Ten. And also a shout-out to Purdue because they are 6-0 and versus teams ranked 11 or higher. It's a good resume filler. Not that they're going to need it. Uh, like I said, they're a shoe-in to make the NCAA tournament. Pretty phenomenal effort by them. So there you have it. Our top 10, our Big Ten top 10 observations from the weekend check it out see if your favorites made the list or didn't make the list we'd love to hear from you that's what we do to start off the week each and every week coming off a big weekend into big 10 many ways for you to uh, reach out and interact with me uh, don't forget on twitter x at talk big 10 number 10 the website you see the scroll going down on the bottom talk big 10 number 10.com everything is there uh all of our podcasts go there you want to get Big Ten merch from your favorite team, your league, it's all there. Ticket information is there. Also, you can hit me up with comments on YouTube and uh, be glad to hear from you. Also, before you go, please feel free to subscribe, and it's free. Uh, subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Lockdown Big Ten as soon as it becomes available each and every day. First thing in the morning, the audio versions are out at 4 a.m. 
The video is out at 6 a.m. Eastern time. So we look forward to joining you again tomorrow. Uh, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. It's called Locked On Sports Today. Check that out as well. Thanks again for checking us out. I can't wait till we meet again next time. I'm Craig Scheman for Locked On Big Ten.